Hey, David. What's up? You sound like you're in a better mood. There's a few extra whys there. Yeah, you know what? I am in a good mood, um, except I haven't slept in what feels what? like a week. Why is that? Because you know, you know, in the summer when you were you and I were hanging out, and we were watching that cool, trendy Olympic skateboarding sport. <laughs> oh yeah, just watching people fall over. Yeah, and then we were like, oh, we don't have to do this again for another two years, and then we forgot the Winter Olympics were happening. Also in China. China, yeah. So. Uh, like if there's a hockey game on that starts at 11, I don't go to bed till like two, three o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, that's true. But it, I find that, you know, so you exhausting. can, you can usually skip out on the last like period. Well, I mean, wa- watching like Canada's women's team, the only game that I've stayed up for the entirety because it wasn't like seven one when I went to sleep was Canada to United States. But oh yeah, it's just, we get into these metal runs and like, my other half, she wants to watch the the Olympics as well, and it's just so time consuming. And then you wake up and you just feel dead. And then it's all that's on on TV all day long, and it's just so much Olympics. <laughs> you know what's not time consuming and doesn't make you feel dead? What's that? This episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Reporting to you almost live from the longest week of the year, it seems. What's up? It's Sean and David and the Scene on Screen podcast. What's up, buddy? It's the Sean and David gang. The the Sean. <laughs> it's the the hang with Sean and David on ninety six nine the lake eighty nine point five the lake. Oh, that lake joke yeah. is going to stay around for a while, isn't it? You know what? The funny thing is, is uh, when we're driving around, I'll come up with a new, like a new saying or something like that, and it's just. <laughs> it it just goes well. I don't know. We're gonna come up with our own. Did you know, did this. you ever play the uh the aisle yours game while you were on like public transit with friends? No, or, I don't like, even the know school that bus. Is. So what like you would about? be driving through areas and you'd see a sign like Taco Bell would be like, I'll taco your bell, I'll Mr. Your Lube. And it was just a game that was all like you would just play it because it was stupid. And um, it was just a time consuming game. Yeah, I can't say I ever did that. I feel like I spent a lot of my time. I spent a lot of time uh, on the bus sleeping. <laughs> Check out Pizza Delight only on the lake. <laughs> no, it's more like uh, oh, the weather is warming up, but we're gonna cool it down with these tunes only on eighty nine point five the lake. <laughs> yeah. Well, if uh, podcasting and your current profession don't work out. Like disc jockey for a local Kenora Lake radio station might yeah. be just for you. Well, it's funny because there's a uh, on the highway coming into Kenora, there's a sign that just says eighty nine point five, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's the radio station. There's a single sign for it, and I guess you know that must be common because where where we are, you know, we're so far away from everything that maybe radio waves don't penetrate into the Great White North. But that's the same as um, what's it called? 
um, like cottage country. You would like drive up into cottage country and you'd see a sign on the side of the road that said like Jesus saves. And then right after that, you'd see like 97.2 wind sailing radio. <laughs> like, oh, cool. I and then right after that, you'd be like, <laughs> come over to horny hot dogs city van. We got the biggest nipples around town. <laughs> <laughs> like and the next thing is like Jesus saves. And then you have one more radio station who's like 86.2 the dock. If you don't want a wind sail, you come and rock on the dock. Yeah. We're just gonna become a uh, a, a, a non-live radio station once a week. Why not? I I wonder if people would like that. Like maybe we just uh do those just uh, a pre-recording of different genres, you know, like of music from different eras. I don't know, we we could call mix that it up. satellite radio. Uh, that's true, but we would have ads, but just ones that we make. Yeah, I would. I would love that. Oh, it could just be like a parody account. <laughs> oh yeah, it'd be like Grand Theft Auto Radio is what it would be like. Oh. Speaking can of which, we, did you see, do this? <laughs> did, did you see that there was some uh, some Grand Theft Auto news this week? Was there? Yeah, they're teasing Grand Theft Auto Six. Really? Not only that, they released uh, the last song that's ever going to be on Grand Theft Auto. What's it is that? by Dr. Dre and Eminem, and it's called Gospel. Wait, what do you mean the last song that's ever going to be on Grand Theft Auto? Like a brand new song that was added to Grand Theft Auto. And also this, like Grand, you, Grand Theft Auto 5. G- oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, like they've been adding songs to that, that game still? Yeah. And it oh, says Rockstar Games has confirmed Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming. Well, yeah, we all know that. Let's go. It's coming out on the PlayStation 7 after they re-released GTA 5 alongside Skyrim on the PlayStation 6. Rockstar is going to be like, you know what? The, uh, the, the PlayStation 5 software was just too primitive for what we were doing, and the Super System just did It failed us. Yeah. Failed us just grossly. Speaking of other announcements, which one you got? There's which a whole you... bunch. Yeah, but uh... good news, everyone. Pro- professor, is that you? <laughs> what was that? Yeah, uh, kind of out of nowhere, it was announced that uh, Futurama is coming back. Disney can jack up the price of Disney Plus to whatever the fuck they want. You know, it's funny though. This is the second time that. Futurama is being canceled and then brought back to life. But this time by Disney. Well, yeah, but it'll be interesting because uh, Futurama is always kind of being on the forefront of making fun of modern or like current uh, social issues. Yeah, and then I, I would agree adding like a, a twist in the future to it. Uh, so I'm, I'm very curious to see how the new season uh, pans out. Did they have a release date for that? No, but it is coming to Hulu. Oh yeah, that's right. Hulu. Who has Hulu? Um, America has Hulu. Yeah. Right. So apparently Canada will get Hulu soon for more money, but I don't, I don't know. Like I, uh, I know we've talked about Netflix numerous times, but did you see, for multi-use accounts, it's now twenty dollars a month or a whopping four hundred like eighty dollars a year. Yeah, uh, they just increased the price of Netflix not too long ago, like a few weeks ago. 
But That's disgusting. Yeah, you want to know how much I pay for uh, Netflix? No, no, I don't. I, do, I don't care to know how you're once again ripping off the world. I pay five dollars a month for <laughs> for the 4K version of Netflix. Do you remember that time I said no? <laughs> well, I know that you secretly do want to. No, you can join my Netflix family. Ooh, really? Just kick everybody out of my Netflix family? That'd be uh, that'd be quite the way to go. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, you are you're leaving your family because you found a better one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, no, no. My my Netflix family is a good Netflix family. Sorry. I mean, are you splitting the cost of it between everyone? Nope, pay for it myself. Oh, you're a good, you're a good person. See, I wouldn't do that. I split I'd the make, cost of like Disney. I'd make Plus you give me two fifty a month. Two fifty. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, what else was announced? I was going to say I might need that two fifty to to pay to win to play Lost Ark coming out this week. Oh yeah, that's coming out actually. Uh, Free to play two point five D RPG or MMORPG. Yeah, it looks kind of cool. It's kind of like it, 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 it has great. a Diablo look to it, right? But. Yeah, a little bit. I did like. Have you watched any uh, gameplay from it? Because the servers are live and like early access has happened, so it's been kind of nice to watch some of the gameplay mm-hmm. to understand kind of how it goes. I know. So, uh, so after watching some of it, do you think it's something that you're uh, you're interested in playing? Yeah, be- there's the biggest reason is that I have people to play with. So okay. there's some people who want to play with me, and that's kind of fun, and it's exciting to get into a new game. But these guys are like mental <laughs> like the people that want to play with you or the people that you're watching stream oh well so, so the guys that uh, are on these streams are like you have to maintain level 50 in order to get like extra perks and stuff but you can like keep falling behind it which is a little odd the other thing is like uh, I, a friend of mine was explaining to me that um he's actually playing via controller so he's not playing keyboard and mouse and the way the controller mapping is for key or for controllers, if you choose to play with controller, you would use like left button. Like if you were playing with a controller regular, that's one. And then left button would like expand the game into another one. So you can keep expanding the character maps or the controller maps, depending on how you're doing or what you're doing. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely cool, but it seems very like complex. Like way too complex for me. Yeah. So I'm just going to like keyboard and mouse and point and click and get carried through these levels at a level one. Yeah, I'll play with you. Nice. I'm excited. What else did we see trailers for yesterday? We saw or this week we saw Atomic Heart dropped a trailer surprisingly out of nowhere. Yeah, that game looks pretty interesting. Um, It right away has <laughs> gives you kind of the feeling of Fallout and uh, what was that other one? But it, if you didn't uh, show me what the name of the sh- <laughs> the game was, I would have thought it was a Bioshock game. Yeah, Fallout Bioshock mixed in with a little bit of Prey in there. It's a mishmash of a lot of things, but it does look it looks really good. But uh, I think it's kind of like the Italian dressing of games, where it <laughs> not Italian dressing, yeah, like Italian seasoning. Interesting. Go on. <laughs> it's a little bit of everything, um, but. You know, like Italian seasoning, you can put that on anything and it makes it good. You know what? That That is a fair assessment. That's like saying, um, 
Oh, what's that, what's that stuff that you could put in uh, cook, like food if you're lazy? No salt added. It's like that M- garlic. M- oh, MSG. No, fuck that MSG stuff. I'm allergic. <laughs> the last thing I need is more MSG in my life. I'm pretty sure that's what the no salt added is, or or it's like an or it's just a fancy way of saying Italian <laughs> seasoning. It's, it's Italiano blendo. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This game looks intriguing enough that it has some some substance to it now. Yeah, like it. Uh, oh, and the main character kind of looks like a thinner. Um, what's the guy from Wolfenstein? Blaskovitz. Yeah, it, it kind of looks like him a little bit, but it looks interesting. It takes place in uh, the USSR. Cold War Russia um, with maybe like a little mix of some futuristic stuff like robots and whatnot. So that's kind of I, I feel like they're getting the taking little parts from other games that were really cool. But turns out that the game was like the first game that this company made was actually a VR game. Same idea. It might have been like a rail shooter, but same premise, you know, like you're in the USSR somewhere and shooting stuff. So it looks cool. Um, it, it did. It definitely looked super, du- like super duper. It yeah. looks super interesting. And there, there just seemed to be a little bit of a depth that the characters looked a little bit more polished and refined mm-hmm. than some of the stuff that we've seen previously, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. I, uh, I got to tell you before we, uh, we get into today's big topic, I got tricked. I got bamboozled. Silly Sean tricks are for kids. So my other half uh, a few weeks ago was like, Oh, can I watch uh, my show? I just want to rewatch the first season before the second season comes out on February 4th. I was like, sure. What's the show about? She's like, Oh, it's sweet Magnolias. That girl you like is in it. I was like, okay, sure. So we watched the first episode and I'm starting to like provide my own commentary. Now this show is about these three people who own a, uh, who buy a spa in this like little North Carolina town. It's like, the sweetest little south or southern like town. Everybody kind of knows each other. All the dramas happen from high school. Every, mm-hmm. Like it's just one community, right? So she enjoyed the fact that I had commentary and I had comments about every single episode from the beginning, right? Was I not watching that ironically to now <laughs> I was like genuinely excited to figure out what was happening and figuring out plot lines of the story. Yeah, you got bamboozled. Dude, it happened so quick. Like it happened so organically. I had no idea. I was like, so are we going to watch the show? Like there was only 10 episodes <laughs> and I was just like, huh, fuck that happened quick. That's not bad funny. though. Not bad. I even got called out at work. So I was like, yeah, I think you're actually liking the show for the amount you complain about it. I was like, well, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I didn't like it so much, I wouldn't complain about it. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Pretty much how it always happens, right? Yeah. Um, was that that's really all that happened this week? Yeah, no, nothing super duper important or life changing or wallet altering. Well, oh, except say, Nintendo I w- Direct. <laughs> I wouldn't say life changing. <laughs> uh, so but this was the this was the first one, uh, first Nintendo Direct that you were actually legitimately excited for. Oh yeah, I, uh, whew, I, uh, I definitely had some feels. You got night sweats over it, over thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, night sweats at five o'clock in the afternoon. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was um how do I put it? It was the it was more than I expected, but also like I've learned when I'm watching Nintendo Directs now not to get excited because so often do they say Nintendo Direct and you sit there for a half hour, you've watched really one video and you've also learned that um, there's a new Smash Brothers character coming out. And this wasn't the case. This was, hey, we're going to start off with a hit. Then we're going to like ease you in a little bit further and then we're going to drop another hit and then a third hit and then a fourth hit and then a weird demo. Oh, and by the way, we have some big news. It was, um, it was like E3 level of announcements. That yes, that would be exactly how I felt. And it it didn't feel like a tree house. It didn't feel like, uh, it was like, a dark February day that was magically lifted up by the fact that we were getting content. And the key to all this content was aside from one title. Everything is coming out within the next six months. Yeah. And actually, you know what? This was probably the first one that I can think of where most of the announcements were like most of the announcements for games and stuff like that are happening very soon. Nintendo's notorious for announcing games and stuff like that way in advance. Remember when Metroid Prime Four was announced? Ah, uh, I, I don't have the <laughs> I don't have the prices right horns. Bum, bum, ba, bum. Hold on. Yeah. Metroid Prime is still one of the greatest jokes of all time. Because yeah, so they announced it with just uh. With just the logo. And they're saying that it's uh, in development. And then we heard nothing from it. And then Nintendo came out with a uh, apology, essentially saying that they had to restart from scratch. And there's no release. Yeah, it was 2017 when they announced it. Like, that's bold of Nintendo. So I'm, I'm just looking at it. so uh Nintendo announced Metro Prime 4 in June 2017 during their E3 broadcast shortly after the announcement blah 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 confirmed that Metro Prime 4 would involve Metroid producer Kensei Tanabe but not Retro Studios. Uh in 2018 the net, then Nintendo of America president Reggie Phyllis Ami stated Metro Prime 4 was well into development and proceeding well. And then in a video in 2019, they announced that development on Metro Prime 4 had restarted under Retro Studios. So it started without Metroid or sorry, without Retro. This is a tongue twister. It started development without Retro Studios and then. Three years later, they scrapped it and started all over with Retro Studios. And we have no idea when it's coming out. And they didn't even touch it. They gave us a little piece of information that Metroid Dread is going to get a Dread mode and a Rookie mode, but who cares? Mm -hmm. I'm honestly surprised that by now they haven't released uh, at least a remastered version of the Metroid Prime trilogy. But why why does that surprise you so much? Well, because think about it. If 
they released or announced Metroid Prime 4, right? The best way to kind of tide people over until that releases is to release the franchise in a remastered version for the Switch. And there's a ton of people that have never played those games, right? Like they released Metroid Prime and Prime 2 on the GameCube. They were remastered or sorry, re-released and updated slightly for the Nintendo Wii because they released the the trilogy for that and Metro Prime 3 was released for that, but then nothing. There's nothing on the Wii U. So it would only make sense for them to release a remastered collection, but I don't know. I feel like Metroid is one of those series that Nintendo just kind of forgets about for a while and then releases a 2D platformer. But really, everyone's wanted the Prime. I think they would sell like hotcakes on a cold day. Ooh, hotcakes on a cold day. Yeah. Well, they the we're we're gonna go out of order. Obviously, I don't I don't think we need to uh, go game by game by game. But there was some interesting announcements that I'll, I'll touch off on first, like the uh, the Assassin's Creed Ezio collection, um, mm-hmm. Cuphead, which wasn't really an announcement. It's just more of a you're being included on Switch, like you're being included on everything else. Well, no, Cuphead, hold on, no, 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 Cuphead. It's been out on Switch for a while. Yeah, I'm just saying it was because just, it's coming out for everything. It was just thrown in there. Well, no, they're just releasing. Uh, no, no, the, the base game's been out for a while. They just announced the DLC. Yes, no, and they they announced the DLC a while ago. So they just showed uh, off the okay. DLC for Nintendo. Sorry, that's what I was saying or trying to articulate. Yeah, you um, didn't do a very good job of that. Well, that's because you cut me off. <laughs> Cuphead we already knew was coming out so that was just like a little bit of an added bonus um I'm gonna butcher the name so David hopefully can help you um it's a rhythm festival drums game that is coming out in 22 it's called Teiko no Tetsujin I don't know Teiko no Tetsujin Rhythm Festival drums onto the Switch with 76 bopping beats in 2022. Oleon 89.5, The Lake. Yeah, we're getting a little too uh, <laughs> too inside jokey here, so we're going to cut that off. Um, uh, this is like a rhythm game. It's actually pretty big in uh, like Japan and stuff like that, and uh, it, it's actually kind of fun. Yeah, you can play with like the Joy-Cons as pretending drums, but there's also like a really hard to find and really expensive drum controller that you can buy. You remember the uh, DK bongos? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that, but uh, with sticks and a single drum. Okay, I'm in. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, sorry, I was just flabbergasted again because I was watching the trailer while we were talking. Why, oh why, is No Man's Sky traveling to the Switch this summer? Oh, because Nintendo needs um, to what re-release it? a game <laughs> that came out like five years ago. Yeah, like why? Why do you need it? Not only know, that, there's, there's people that don't have systems to play No Man's Sky on. So now that they've waited long enough, they can play it on the Switch. So hold on, you're telling me that if you've never owned, okay, I, I can't even say never owned. Do you think this game's going to have the hype it did five years ago when it crashed and burned or six years ago? I don't know. I think it'll sell well enough. I think there's enough people that that just have an Nintendo uh, just have a Nintendo Switch or are in situations or where they might not necessarily always be able to use their 
their TV, right? Like I know I spent a lot of time on Reddit and I know a lot of people have commented how they love the Nintendo switch because, you know, like they have kids and they can't always use a TV or if they're just tired, they just want to like kind of lay in bed and play their switch or just lie on the couch and, you know, play something with headphones in and whatnot. So I think, I think it will sell well. It might not sell as well as it did on other systems, but I still think that there's a, a place for it. It might well, look it, like crap though. I mean, it's probably going to look no better than, um, was it, it wasn't guardians, but what was the other game that just came out on switch? That was a port, but it was only on the cloud. Uh, or, guardians. Was it guardians? Guardians or, of the galaxy. Yeah. There's a bunch of them actually. Um, actually, as of the day this is released, so Friday, February 10th, you can also get the Kingdom Hearts in Tyrgum masterpiece. Yeah. Wow. And you can only play it if you're connected to Wi-Fi. So if you have crappy Wi-Fi. Yeah. Good luck. I think, you know, I like paying for a cloud version of a game. I do not. I don't like that. Like full price. Like it's like a, what, 120 bucks or something like that. And I get it. You're getting these like games and stuff like that, but it's not like you can, like you're so limited to when and where you can play it. And it well, kind yeah. of defeats the whole purpose of the Nintendo switch being a completely portable system. It's, it's legitimately like saying I'm about to go on a 12 hour train trip. I can't wait to get into kingdom hearts. Oh wait, yeah. I right? can't. But you know what game you could get into? <laughs> Disney Speedstorm. Yeah, the, another uh, racing game. Yep. Um, so you can race with the the characters like Mickey Mouse, Captain Jack Sparrow, Sully. I think you know, the, the guy, thing is, what's the kid's so, name from Kingdom Hearts? Because he's in the picture as well. Sora. Sora, thank you. You know what? This could do fairly well if the racing mechanics are are good. And I mean, like Mario Kart tier, good. Okay, how uh, many, <laughs> how many kart style games do we need? Not racing games because we already have an overabundance of those, but kart style games. We have your I, Mario Kart. We, we never got another three. Diddy Kart Kong Racing. There's Crash Team Racing. Um, the newer one, I think it's called. I think it's actually just CTR. Um, yeah, there's a so. Sonic racing that came out for the switch. There's that friggin' final fantasy racing that's coming out. And then this, we don't need more of these. We just don't. Yeah. But Disney needs more. I mean, some of the elements are kind of cool looking like Donald duck level 50. Let's go, baby. It, it, it looks like it has kind of a wacky racers, Mario Kart cross. Yeah. The, the driving on pirate ships look, pretty cool you know what it actually kind of reminds me of disney infinity but with race cars like they're taking yeah. all the ips and just throwing the race cars on it and really they should have just kept disney infinity going i i, I know you and i are big fans big fans huge you could probably buy a lot of the pieces that weren't used as collectibles to like build a decent game you go to like retro game stores, there's usually like a bucket of Sully's and Mr. Incredibles. Yeah, but you only need one. Well, you need one of each to get into those like play areas, but you need the, um, the master token, right? 
Oh yeah, you need like the the world thing, but the base game has has worlds. Anyways, so anyways, what's next? Nobody cares about Disney anymore. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about <laughs> something that nobody else cares about, which is Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Yeah, fuck that. However, <laughs> and this this is a rarity where I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, let's bring back an old game. This game is from 2008, and they've just added a 2002 um element which might also be or sorry 2022 but it it seems like did the wii have it with motion controls or am i imagining that is that one yeah the the wii version actually was kind of a dumbed down version of the the game that released on the xbox 360 and ps3 but it did have motion controls yeah so th- it does say here that it is a port of the Wii version. So we might yeah. just be getting the dumbed down version a second time. Probably. They did add like a multi. I don't know if the. So that's the thing. I don't know if the Wii version had this multiplayer mode in it, but they do have a multiplayer mode where you can play as uh, other Jedi and um, and fight each other. So you could be Qui-Gon Jinn fighting Darth Maul or Qui-Gon Jinn fighting Obi-Wan Kenobi. Or and David Qui-Gon. just wants to play as Qui-Gon Jin. Maybe fighting Qui-Gon Jin. Who knows? But uh it's that's pretty cool. But I'm curious as to how that would uh pan out, how that would work. Because if you're two people playing with motion controls, they'd just be flailing their arms anyway. So well, speaking of curiosity and how things will work, to the air of caution, I present to you MLB the show 2022 for the Nintendo Switch? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> I was so shocked when I saw this trailer. Like shocked might be the the appropriate word because like last year it was groundbreaking that Microsoft had a chance at the game and it was on Game Pass, which was seemingly hilarious. But now this is just funny. Like Sony, what? What's why? Well, well, Sony lost the exclusivity, exclusivity right? So it only makes sense that Santa, Mo- well, they own Santa Monica, oh, Santa Monica Studios, Santa Monica Studios, uh, but it's probably also have something to do with uh, the MLB, making right? the like, game more diverse. They make the money off of the licensing, right? So, yeah, it's weird that Sony did lose one of their biggest franchises because it went multi-platform. Which is weird, but Sony's still making money on it, regardless yeah. of what platform it's on. So the two things I have, I think, the most curious pieces for are: is the game going to be dumbed down to make sure that it's accommodatable to the Switch? Like, don't get me wrong; I think it would be like cool graphics to have, wise. You, graphics wise, you mean, or capabilities? Because, like, maybe it would be cool to be able to play the card games or your be a pro while you're sitting on a dock or on your balcony. That'd be kind of neat. I think that's kind of a, a cool advantage. And simulation mode would be really great as well. But sometimes the amount of simming you're doing requires a ton of power. And I just, it's hard to believe that the Switch is going to be able to do that same kind of simulation that the mm-hmm. PlayStation or the Xbox can. Now, it could also run simulation kind of like out of the park, which is mainly, well, it's all a sim. So maybe they, they have the processing to do it that way. The other thing is, will they introduce motion controls for either pitching or hitting? Because if the Switch uh, yeah. can do it, why not? Why not? Right? Like, and I think that's that's probably a very possible addition, just because they need to make the game 
different. And I think out of all the systems to enable that, it would be the Nintendo Switch. But I'm curious, does the PS, like, does the PlayStation version have motion controls? Because you could technically use the Move controller. Um, that I do not know. I, I also know. do know that the PlayStation version, um, and the Xbox has the uh, the adaptive controller for pitching, right? So you can actually use the the stick, but the Joy-Con sticks suck. So you'd have to at least play with the Pro controller if you're gonna. Mm-hmm. Do something like that for the That's true. So that, that might be taken away. The final thing I thought about for the show was it'd be a really cool initiative by MLB clubs if you had a Switch and you were able to like bring your Switch to the ballpark and maybe um, using the NFC, you'd be able to collect like a, a card or something to like add to your game. Because that would be an element that these games don't have. So it'd be, it'd be kind of different. Kind of like, you know, when you used to be able to take your 3DS to like eb or gamestop and you can get the the pokemon of the month that's true yeah or that weird puzzle thing that we all played for the longest time with your mies puzzle you thing yeah like the, on, the, on the 3ds yeah it was in your neighborhood right yeah like, it was it was like street pass and it was yeah yeah and you could play as the knights and stuff anyways um portal one and two is coming to the switch later this year i mean now Every possible system has Portal on it, including your phone, probably. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Portal's a great game. Nothing. It's a, <laughs> you said you said it earlier. Now people who've waited years to play Portal can play it on their Switch. And you know what? Like I've played Portal, I've I've beaten it and all that stuff. But I would totally, I could see myself picking this up on sale just so that I can you know relax on a on lying down on the couch. Sunday afternoon on a rainy day and play some portal. Why not? Fair. Fair enough. Like it's it's a good looking game, but they're not demanding. I think like a lot of the stuff with this one was like the physics, right? So because you can run literally Half-Life 2 on a potato and it'll still look decent. Yeah. Uh what game's next? Uh l- Live a, a live, live a live, or live alive. I, it's I a, think it's live alive. Yeah, it's the new. Um, is that the uh, turn-based one? Yeah, it's the that HD two D style. It kind of looked a little bit like um, oh, what's that game? Stardew Valley. Well, it, it's because it's 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 like pixel art stuff but this is like a rpg type thing oh this one's not the this is not a tactical based system but it is story based rpg that's uh 2d with 3d elements i don't know it looks pretty cool um i don't know too much about it now they did say a classic so i wonder if this is uh oh okay this is a jrpg this has previously never been released outside of japan that's what it is. Okay, so I wonder what the system originally came out on. I wonder if was it like Nintendo Switch or oh, nineteen ninety four. Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Yeah, so it came out on Super Nintendo. It's coming out. So that's pretty cool. I think graphically it looks really good. Yeah, especially for an update from a Super Nintendo game. It looks like they did a lot of work to really make it uh 
Well, the thing is, if you take a, a a game that was released on like the Super Nintendo or whatever, and just bring it over to um, modern consoles to be displayed on our HD TVs, they don't look the greatest. Um, but I feel like they did some up HD updating for the the artwork on this one, so it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. It looks very cool, and you can pre order it today. Oh yeah, that's true. What it's worth, I have no idea. Yeah, uh, they showed off some more. Advance Wars one and two reboot camp, and uh, year of the remake. Yeah, that launches in April. Uh, what did they do? They added uh, voice acting on that one, didn't they? Yeah. For, like, so I, th- I think the whole thing was to add like depth to your characters, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of hearing, Wah! you could actually hear like "get him," and that's yeah. apparently supposed to make the game more intense. <laughs> um, uh, there was another big release, though. Maybe not for you. But for a lot of people, uh, they not for me. Yeah, you I doubt that you'll ever play Earthbound. Oh, I was actually totally going to download it. But thanks. Were you actually? Yeah. Oh, Uh, you actually might enjoy some of the humor. Um, But Earthbound and Mother. I'm going to explain this to to our listeners. Earthbound and Earthbound 1. Are, uh, or Earthbound Zero, sorry, as other people call it, are being added to the Nintendo Switch online, Super Nintendo and NES stuff. So these games are kind of like the holy grail of the Super Nintendo and NES. Uh, Earthbound Zero, or Mother as it's known in Japan, was never officially released in North America or in English. So this is the first time that it's been officially released in uh, North American audience for North American audiences. Um, and uh, this one, there was an English version that was being made, but it was never officially released. So people can finally play this game. The Earthbound for Super Nintendo is kind of like the holy grail for the Super Nintendo where it is such a hard game to find, especially in good condition, that it's worth a ton, a shit ton of money. So those are two big ones that are um, coming out. Uh, Actually, you can play them right now on the Nintendo Switch online stuff. So they are pretty funny games. Um, Take advantage because that gets updated once every like three months, apparently. I know, right? And I was surprised that they were releasing those and no no N64 games. Like you'd think that they would be announcing more N64 games, but a lot of people thought Smash was going to make it. Yeah, you know, I I could see Nintendo releasing like a Smash collection. Well, they did. That's, That's called Brawl. I know, but hold on. When was Super Smash Bros. originally released? 1997. Really? I don't know. I'm guessing. Did I get it right? Um, Super Smash Bros. 1999. Ha! I switched it before you could Google it. So, okay. This year's not even a significant year for it. (laughs) I was going to say, like, if it was, like, the 20th anniversary, they could have re-release it as a HD remaster or something like that, but no, Nintendo won't do that. Unless some Nintendo exec is listening to this episode, then they're like, my God, they're onto something. <laughs> and also, we love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nintendo, we love you. Sir. 
Yeah, that's not <laughs> creepy at all. <laughs> well, that's because they've brainwashed us for years, bro. Yeah, that's true. Um, what else? What's this little coming? mother fucking pink thing <laughs> oh, yeah. brainwashed me when I was a child. The big Kirby. blob. Hey, he is the best. You leave him alone. Hey, there's nothing wrong. The Kirby games are great. They are a lot of a lot of fun. Even Kirby. What was the last Kirby game? The the one that came out on Switch, Kirby's Star Force or something like that. The um, the the 2D platformer. Yeah, like it's 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 easy. Honestly, it's such an easy game, but it is fun. And the Kirby games are always, I don't know. There's there's just something about playing a pink ball that sucks things up, and then all the characters are cutesy and stuff like that. Do you think Nintendo is going to take a similar approach to releasing this game like they did with Woolly World? Um, Yoshi's Woolly World, they let um, they give you a demo of the first two levels, I believe. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. And it was like, oh, you should definitely buy the game, blah, blah, blah. And like, it made a lot of people buy the game because you got to actually try it. I think there's... Well- Two markets for Kirby. It's going to be like the mm-hmm. big fans of Kirby, but it also looks like a childlike game. It reminds me a lot of um, the way Sonic Adventure Battle 2 was kind of designed. How do you, how do you mean? Well, like the, w- the way some of the levels are designed and just the cuteness of the characters. Like you're obviously not going for, uh, like what are they called? Chia's? Chubby? Ch- Chubbies or something? Chows, yeah, that's Chows. it, yeah. So you're not going for that, but you kind of have like the same little like you're trying to collect your little friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks really, really fun. And it like they're they're taking advantage of the whole abandoned land thing. I just want to see Nintendo drop a demo. That's all. Yeah, they will. Nintendo loves their demos. Yeah, they're uh, b- big fans. Huge. Yeah. Um, it's neat, too, that they've added a new element to the game as well besides uh so there's crafting now and there's also that mouthful mode which is kind of neat so you see kirby like swallow up a car and then he becomes the car or the i think it was a vending machine and he was shooting like pop cans mm-hmm. that was you neat. know what i like to see a crossover between kirby and yoshi okay that'd be cool like uh where they're they have to work together and do shit yeah oh kind of like um Yoshi's cookie, but Kirby can help Yoshi fly. And he has yeah, to ride Yoshi. Like that. I don't know. Yeah, That's don't neat. Know, but it'd be kind of cool. They could do a lot of stuff because both of them have like the same similar gameplay, but with different puzzles, right? But then also the difficulty of the two game types are very similar as well. Yeah, because right? it so would be. Like, It'd be interesting because it'd be like really puzzle based, right? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. But you played Woolly World, right? Oh, yeah, I have it. So the like the puzzles were crazy, especially with that the the extra element of going back from 3D to 2D, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. Um, Big 3D game, which was a game that I actually thought Nintendo was going to stop, but they've continued on with it. Um, I did know that they were releasing it, so this wasn't a surprise, but Splatoon 3, they they showed off some more information for it, and they called it the Salmon Run mode, which was kind of neat. Um, I stopped playing Splatoon at Splatoon 1. I just feel like this game now has been kind of overdone, much like some other shooters that are out there. It seems very, like, I understand that it's a shooting game for kids. 
that's not plants versus zombies, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like there was enough updates in Splatoon 2 to justify it. Um but going from Splatoon 2 to 3, sure if they add a different mode, it's still the same game. Like I feel like they they haven't and obviously we'll have to see this when the game comes out, but they haven't justified the purchase because it's it's essentially the same game. Splatoon was revolutionary when the first one came out. Mm-hmm. Then the second one, they tried to really drive into esports, like which, which which it did for a while. Like it was there was a huge uh, Splatoon contests and stuff like that, and they had a lot of uh, they had a lot of in game support. They really always have like Splatfest where they'd have like a I don't know like a a question. And you have to choose like one of them might be like, what's your favorite food, pizza or hamburgers? And depending on what team you play on, what color, uh, more people that played on the one side, that would determine the the results of the vote and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool that they did that stuff. But I think with Splatoon 3, it's just going to, they just remade the same game, just with different maps, added a few different modes. And, and then people, spots. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I mean, they'll maybe they'll change like the story. Like maybe there'll be a story mode or something like that, something more significant. But coming from somebody who plays Call of Duty almost religiously, and I thought Warzone was like a huge advancement in their gameplay style. The only thing Splatoon's missing is like an eight or a sixteen by sixteen battle royale. You know, like yeah, but then it would the, just be copying. Big... You're right, but like what what um what what game are you taking players from on the Switch Fortnite? That's it. I, I guess Apex yeah. is on the Switch as well, but I don't think you're overly competitive on the Switch. No. Unless it's a Switch-only lobby, which I guess is possible. Um, Here's for... Or the next game they showed was the biggest tease, I'd say, of the whole presentation because the beginning of the trailer looks awesome. You see this helicopter coming in over a city. You see this this like cityscape, and you see these mechs. They're like, this is so sick. Everything looks like taken apart. And the person I was watching it with just laughed and looked at me and was like, I bet you this game looks nothing like this. <laughs> and then it showed the, the I guess, the RTS view of the game. And we're like, there it is. But we've got Front Mission 1 and Front Mission 2 were announced. So they're remakes. Pretty sweet, but... Not the games for me. Yeah, they're tactical RPGs from years ago. They originally came out on the Super Nintendo, but hey, they're remaking them in 3D. They might look cool. I don't know. They did look really cool until they, the trailer changed. They're like 45 seconds of this, 20 seconds of that. Yeah. Um, Triangle Strategy. The new game from Square Enix is coming out. Square Enix has gone back to their like... Um, the roots? Well, yeah, kind of like with the the pixel based art styles and all that. What um, this one's coming out with a demo though, so they've been doing this for uh, what was Bravely Default two? Well, Bravely Default on the uh, the 3ds, um, Octopath Traveler, uh, and a, bu- a bunch of other games. And and the nice thing that 
the nice thing about the Nintendo Switch and their demos, um, especially like the Square Enix ones, is that they are allowing you to save your progress from the demo and import it into the full game. Um, so I know like Bravely Default was the first like chapter of the game. So then if you beat that, then when you got the game, the full game, you can just continue off. You don't have to play that all over again because it's really annoying when like a demo is the first section of the game. You play through it and then you get the full game and you have to do that whole thing over again. Um, and then there was one, I think it was Octopath Traveler. When that one came out, it was actually a completely different like portion made just for the demo. It was like a prelude to the game. So it introduced you to all of the mechanics and everything and gave you a little bit of a story snippet, but it wasn't actually anything that was in the main game. But if you beat that, if you got to the end of the demo, you unlocked um, like game content in the full game, which is pretty cool. But uh, this one is uh, what this one's a turn-based strategy one, isn't it? Uh, yes, from what I can remember and see, yes. Yeah, it's not for me. I'm not a big fan of turn-based RPGs anymore, unless like they're the XCOM style of games, which they've taken the turn-based system and and kind of updated it so it's a little more, I don't know, in depth. And just move here, attack this guy there, whatever. Well, unless they come out with a Mario versus Rabbids two, which you you never really know. What are you talking about? They we, are coming out with a Mario. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was I was gonna say, like, <laughs> didn't they already announce that? Yeah. <laughs> Holy, I feel like I've had the world long. Like my brain is just mush. I'm uh, I'm preparing for a lot of stuff at work, so it's just like nonstop remembering, remembering, remembering. That's all right. But, Mario versus Rabbids or Mario and Rabbids 2 was uh, announced quite some time ago anyway, so it's okay. All right. So let's talk about the the first big oh shit, or I guess it wasn't the first big oh shit moment, but this was one of the biggest oh shit moments in the entire presentation. And it's been kind of fun to reflect and watch some things on TikTok or like Twitch streams of people like seeing the announcement and the, the part of the trailer where you just see the white background and the colors. So, back in the day, we used to play this tiny game on our Wii called Wii Sports Resort. It was fun times. You got to go bowling with your friends. You got to play tennis. Maybe a a round or two of golf, you know, if you had some time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's all coming back with six new, well, six games. (laughs) Not not all of them (laughs) are new. Uh, You are getting the return of bowling Tennis and Chimbara, which is that sword fighting judo kind of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting soccer, badminton, and volleyball. A little peculiar that we're getting two racket sport games and no golf. But wait, Aren't they adding more. golf? Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh-huh. So soccer, they're allowing you to use the leg strap that you got um, with your Ring Fit Adventure. Or if you buy the physical copy of Wii Sports or uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, rather, you'll get a strap. Um, for your legs, so you can actually kick the soccer ball while holding your other Joy-Con to run. And then in the fall, they will be adding golf. So this seems like one of those Nintendo games where they're going to pump a bunch of free updates until they're going to charge you for an update. Or put it on, like, the expansion pass. 
You know what? Uh, what's the one thing that stood out to you from this trailer? The one thing that stood out for me from and if this it's not trailer? what I th- and if it's not what I think, if it's not what I'm thinking, then you're wrong. <laughs> um. Well, the the biggest thing for me is baseball was missing oh, and golf yeah, until yeah. the end. The one thing that really stood out is that Nintendo has changed the look of the Miis. Right? They have feet. And they have Hands. very different hairstyles and they look more like people and less like shapes. Yet, if you go play Mario Kart, your me looks like a fucking rolling pin. Well, yeah, because they are still using like the original me style for that one. But yeah, it's interesting that they've changed like the me style for these because it's obvious that they are me's like they still have like the same features. But yeah, like they they've updated. There is a uh, online demo that's coming out. Um, online play tests the week of February eighteenth to twentieth. So for uh, all of our Canadian listeners, that's the May two four week or wait, that's the Family Day weekend. <laughs> May two four. That's. <laughs> You can tell I've been scheduling stuff at work. Uh, <laughs> the family day weekend. So we have the Monday off, which is really nice. So you can uh, play that weekend with your friends and family online, which will be pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I, I'm down. I'm definitely I'm cautiously optimistic because like, yeah. I don't want to play a game I played 10 years ago. This is the whole like. I don't think I don't think it is like really like bowling is bowling regardless of what you played on. It fundamentally is the same. Right. But uh, I think they've added enough on here and there's online play, which really can increase the replayability of this game. Yeah, it it should. The only thing I'm like worried about still Mm -hmm. is why didn't they release it with all the stuff that we originally had? Because they got to trickle feed you. They got to give you little bits and then you'll come back for more. That that I think there's going to be a trap involved here as well. It's like, oh, you liked golf, did you? Well, uh, we're about to add skipping for $2.99. <laughs> there's already a skipping game on the Switch. You know, Correct me if I'm wrong. Beat, Sa- Beat Saber doesn't exist on the Switch, right? It does not. And it I'm should. surprised <laughs> that it doesn't. Maybe we, we sports will have stick saber. Maybe stick stick attack. Yeah. Drums, drum, drum saber. I don't know. Uh, What else did they announce? You were fairly excited about this. You texted me about it. Did I? Well, yeah, we talked about it yesterday, right? (laughs) Chrono cross. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, sir. Yeah. So they are announcing Chrono Cross or they did announce Chrono Cross remaster. It's coming out in April. Uh, Chrono Cross is a sequel to the extremely hard to find, but extremely popular Nintendo or Super Nintendo game Chrono Trigger. Um, Yeah, this is pretty cool because I I've wanted to be able to play this game kind of like with updated graphics a little bit. Now, obviously, it's not going to look phenomenal because it's just a remaster so they can only do so much when it comes to increasing resolution and detail of a pre-rendered 640 by 480 background but uh no this this game is actually pretty uh 
it was a classic turn-based RPG, but I think it was like one of the first games that really had branching story arcs with multiple characters that you can recruit and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm pretty excited for that one. I'll probably pick that up. Isn't it like a pseudo sequel or something? No, it's a full, it's a legitimate sequel to Chrono Trigger. Pseudo sequel. Got it. (laughs) Legitimate. It's the second biggest announcement they made. And I think it's, I think it's better than three, like out of the last four games we're going to talk about, this is the second best game that like really spoke to me, popped off the page. That's right, everyone. The lights are set. The stadium is lit. Mario Strikers Battle League is coming to the Nintendo Switch. We have a new Super Mario Strikers game. I'm like so excited for this game that it makes no sense. These games like were a big part of like my I guess it wouldn't have been childhood, but like well, kind of like games, we were yeah? We, yeah we were still considered children <laughs> during the GameCube era. Our brains were, anyways. Yeah. Um, Super Mario Strikers was just probably one of the more unique takes on a Mario sport. Like Mario Golf is always going to be the classic. And I'm hoping that Strikers does more of what Mario Golf Speed Rush did. That's what it was called, right? I keep forgetting Super Rush, Speed Rush. I don't know, something like that. And less of what Mario Aces did. Because that game. Yeah, the trailer, though, that they showed, like the artwork, like you can tell that they're keeping with the artwork style of the, it was a GameCube, right? Yeah. Like they're keeping with that artwork, so I feel like it's going to be a very like, a big throwback to to the uh, Super Mario Strikers for GameCube. There was there was a version that came out for the Wii, and I think it was called Charged. Yeah, Super Mario or Mario Strikers Charged was on the Wii, and then they released. Um, or they're going to release the one on the Switch. And it looks pretty good. You know what Nintendo doesn't have, and I'm surprised that they don't have? Uh, um, are we talking sports? Yeah. Um, maybe uh, they have tennis, they have golf, they have soccer. I don't think hockey, baseball, or football would sell very well. They do but, have a baseball game, though. But they don't don't have... I was thinking football. Can that, you imagine kind of cool playing a football like you have a team full of toads versus a team full of like Koopas? Your toads would be like your linemen or something, right? Like, and I think and then, is there a Super Mario Baseball? Yes, um, it was Mario Superstar Baseball for the GameCube, and oh, I yeah, think there was right. a '64 version of baseball as well. Yeah, there was. I think. I don't. Yeah, remember. I don't know. I would. I would buy a baseball one. Yeah, I think I think a baseball game would be actually really really fun. Um, I mean, Strikers looks cool. There's gear that'll determine kind of how your game is played, which is kind of a nice little extra element. And they've added a lot of their new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'd be interested in, in this specifically is what kind of support this game will have um, going forward. Because is it just going to be a one and done? Are you going to add some more levels? Are you going to add some more play modes? Is there going to be a DLC? Kind of where can you take it? Are there going to be roster updates? Yeah, like (laughs) 
are Mario and Peach going to have a child and <laughs> it's going to be in a junior league? Yeah, that's never going to happen. Uh, another massive announcement was Fire Emblem Warriors uh, Three Hopes. Look Wait, cool. Fire Emblem Warriors? Hold on. Is is this the... Okay, now I'm confused. Is this the like hack and slash one? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like the Dynasty Warriors hack and slash game. Same with you know Legend of Zelda came out with Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, These they're called are Musu styles. Yeah, like you just one person that can just destroy hordes and hordes of enemies. They're fun if you want to feel like you're completely invincible. Yeah, like don't you like picking up a video game and knowing that you can't lose because you're just OP as fuck? Yeah. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was announced for a September 2022 release, which is the latest release out of everything we saw. Yeah, that's um, like that was like the last announcement. And that was probably, I don't know, I, I feel like that would be one of their biggest announcements from this the whole direct. Because Xenoblade Chronicles is a staple Nintendo RPG. Um, it... It progressed from Xenogears on the on uh, the PlayStation. I know it was made by Xenogears was made by Square Soft or Square Enix, um, but then I believe I'd have to be correct me if I'm wrong, but I think some of the developers from that company had made this other one that's making Xenoblade Chronicles. Anyways, Xenoblade Chronicles came out on the nintendo wii which was a huge hit for that especially like the wii was such an underpowered system to have such a massive scaled rpg on there was huge uh the wii u had xenoblade chronicles x which was a again a huge game it came on two discs and uh the wii u discs were 25 gig discs if you did not know that I did not know that. Piece of trivia for you. So, like, that game was massive on there. And then they came out with Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on the Switch, uh, where I think the biggest appeal to the weebs was the boobs in that game. Uh, It was a very booby game. Uh, And then then they remastered Xenoblade Chronicles on the Wii, or sorry, on the Switch. Uh, And then now, in 2022, we're getting Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And uh, the biggest change for this one is the boobs. Yeah, there's less, there's less <laughs> there's digital l- boobs. Less boobage. But uh, it looks more in, in line with the first game, with Xenoblade Chronicles. So uh, a lot of people were super hyped for this game. Um, they're, they're, a lot of, they're a lot of fun. So, yeah, that was a direct. Uh, no, that wasn't. You missed one thing. What did I miss? <laughs> Arguably their biggest announcement, but also oh, their, <laughs> their, their, their biggest kind of fuck you at the same time. So Nintendo, instead of instead of uh, going, hey, everyone, we're going to release Mario Kart 9. They were like, hey, everyone, you're stupid. You're going to give us money. And for or, those or we who already have your money, <laughs> for those who can't see me because we don't record video, I'm just waving my arms as if I'm Oprah. Um we're just going to continue to support Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. The original game, which came out on the Wii U. How many years ago was that? It's got to be almost 10 years old. It's like eight more. years old or something like that. 
Didn't they also release kind of like a, a version of it on the 3DS? Well, that was Mario Kart 7. All right. So Mario Kart 8 originally released in... 2014. Oh, that is gross. <laughs> the thing is, though, the game is great. Oh, it's fantastic. It might be, now that they're not supporting Smash Brothers, the most supported game remaining. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing, I think, is pretty fantastic, but they could have also just added this to uh, um, a Mario Kart 9, which is the disappointing part. But they are releasing 48, quote-unquote, new tracks with a paid DLC through 2023. So over the next year, you're going to get 48 tracks in five waves, or no, six waves, at eight tracks each for the low, low price of $24.99 USD or... And this is the cool part. You know that expansion pack that people were like, why would I buy that? It's so expensive. It's stupid. I don't want Animal Crossing. Well, Nintendo's figured it out. They now know how to sell the expansion pack. Because, I mean, as things add up, the expansion pass is going to get cheaper and cheaper. But free DLC for Mario? Not a bad play. Oh, shit. I just realized something. It's called the expansion pack. So therefore, and so far, all of the content that they've added, other than the N64 there, has been DLC for other games. Yeah. Did you? Did <laughs> Really? I just realized this. Um, what do you think? Um, I think it makes the added cost of the expansion pass or the expansion pack a little more worthwhile. Um, but also because they're not releasing everything all at once, it ensures that people will renew because how many people have it now, right? That bought it when they announced it. And then now they are, if they're huge into these uh, Mario Kart updates, like if they really want to play these maps, their their memberships are going to expire halfway through the release waves. So now Nintendo is pretty much ensured that if they want to to play these, then they're just going to renew their Nintendo Switch Online thing. Because they, they, they're going to have to renew their NSO anyways. So might as well just spend the extra bucks and get the expansion pass as well. Right? Because yeah. Yeah. And they've already reimagined what I want to say four cups worth of um, old tracks that, that they've restored. And now they're going to be bringing even more car um, or I guess more tracks from Super Mario Kart, Mario Kart 64, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Mario Kart Double Dash, arguably the best game of the series, Mario yeah. Kart DS, Mario Kart Wii, Mario Kart 7 and Mario Kart Tour. They don't have Mario Oh no, they do. Never mind. I'm just dumb. I read it twice. Um, they even br- they're bringing back that track from the mobile game. Like what? Mm-hmm. So- I kind of wish though that they were adding um, the cart mechanics from Double Dash. Right, that would be phenomenal. Double Dash had some of the best cart mechanics ever, and the the strategy of if you were trying to fish for a special, like if you had a, a baby Mario and uh, a Yoshi as an example, like you would, you, you would want both of their powers, right? Mm-hmm. 
such a cool underrated game. But I alas, think I've, we won't even get Mario Kart Nine. Not until the next. Not until the next console. I, I think where they're also lacking, and this is the one thing that the Wii U version of Mario Kart Eight did very well, is they announced the DLCs originally, and you had to buy that pass, which I think was like twelve dollars at the time, and you got it was only eight more courses, I believe, but you also no, no, got no. new characters. The Wii U one was the equivalent of the it it essentially doubled the track, so it was because there was only didn't it add. Like a, um, it was like the Triforce Cup and then the the Animal Crossing one. Did they add four like four cups total, or? Uh, hold on, I'm just looking this up. I thought it was like Mario Kart Eight DLC Pack, Pack One. Um, three characters, four vehicles, eight tracks. Yeah, but each each cup was only four tracks. Yeah, so I thought they right. Only so added there was four. Cups. There was four cups. Oh, okay, so they added. So they uh, added. Yeah, tracks. they they doubled the 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 track count in the original Mario Kart Eight. So this is quad. What is it? Quadrupling. Yes, and like I, I forgot that if you bought both packs, you got. Eight colors of Yoshi and Shy Guy. Mm-hmm. Like they have to do this stuff. They have to, have to, have to, have to. Okay, adding the co- the courses is great, but add more characters that people want, please, please. I beg of you. Or bring us Diddy Kong Racing, or Slippy the Frog. <laughs> yeah. Or Star Fox. What What are you talking about? We have Star Fox. In Mario Kart? Oh, in Mario Kart. Never mind. No. I was going to say, like, I know I haven't played in a while, but, like, I'm not slipping that much, dude. Like, really, they could be adding, like, characters from their other series, and it wouldn't, uh, it would just make the game even better. I I don't disagree. Um, Do you want to hit anything else before we get on to our our announcement? Uh, No. Cool. I can't think of anything. So do you know what I can think of? Join uh, us next what's that? week. Oh, yeah, cut me off. <laughs> join me and not David. <laughs> uh, join us next week for an incredibly special episode of the Scene on Screen podcast where we'll be bringing on our friend of the show, Jay Bartlett, to talk all things Boba Fett. That's right. We are doing a Boba Fett breakdown, a Obi-Wan Kenobi preview, and we might talk a little bit of collectibles. We're very excited to have Jay on. Please join us. Send us your questions about Star Wars, and Jay, David, myself will be happy to answer them. Me, probably not very well. But stay tuned for that episode. It will air on Friday, February the 18th. Are you excited? I'm super excited. Me it's been too. a while since we've had uh, Jay on the show. It's been a while since we've had just a Star Wars episode. Um, and you know what? Like We're right at the time where we just finished Book of Boba Fett. I know that there was a lot of controversy around that series. Um, but they just announced the Kenobi series when that's going to be released. Uh, May, what is it, May 25th? Yeah. 
So there's a lot of speculation on what's going to be going on in that. Um, yeah, so it'll, it'll be a good episode. People want to miss it. Remember when you thought that you were going to tell me that, or you thought that Obi-Wan was going to launch on May 4th? You're like, yeah, May the 4th be with you. That's a really cool idea. I like it. I never said that I thought it was. I thought it that was kind of like a guess. Like I knew that it was going to be released in May. That's what everyone was, the rumors, and actually the leaks said that it was going to be released in May. Um, but, you know, how ironic would that have been? That would be because it's a Wednesday and Disney doesn't know how to release things on Fridays like normal places. Well, you know what the 25th is, though? A Wednesday? It is a Wednesday, but the 25th is. Uh, when did uh, New Hope come out? Is it the 25th anniversary of or something? Uh, no, it's not a 25th. <laughs> it's been more than 25 years. Uh, 1977, which would put that at, what, 46? Uh, 1977. What is that math? Uh, 45 years to the date where, because when did that, when did that movie come out? Um, the release date. I think it was released in May. May 25th. That's it. That's what it was. May 25th. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is, there's so much going on right here. I'm like excited and Confused at the same time. So May 25th, 1977 was when Star Wars A New Hope came out. So exactly 45 years later from the first time that Obi-Wan Kenobi was shown on the big screen, they are showing Obi-Wan Kenobi on the little screen. It's kind of, I don't know, it makes sense. Why not do it like that? You mean old Ben Kenobi, the guy who lives in the fucking place? I can't remember yeah. where they say he lives. The guy, I think that's the ex- exact line. <laughs> the guy who lives in the place with all the sand people? Yeah. The, I know that people college. are kind of annoyed, though, that uh, they keep just going back to Tatooine for literally everything. I, uh, okay. I know we're not talking Star Wars, and you've just done it. <laughs> I've actually liked the fact that everything was in Tatooine and on Mos Eisley. I thought that was... Boba Fett was centralized to one location. It wasn't like the Mandalorian where we had to learn about new planets all the time. Like they were That's making true. shit up as they went. They were like, Oh, this seems like a cool planet. Mouse pad. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. That, that's cool. Yeah, that's true. So I was excited. We are excited to have you guys next week. We're also excited just to be back here talking about all our favorite things, including Nintendo. Let us know what you think. Comment on our Instagram, comment on our Facebook, and let us know if you want to hear something that we didn't talk about because we miss things. We're human. But let us know in the comments wherever you would find them. And for myself and David. He's so cool. As I shake my head quietly. <laughs> Thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. <laughs>